Welcome to the Emotionally Intelligent Parenting Podcast. Oh my goodness, do you ever have those moments where your child will lash out or do or say something hurtful and you think that is not okay, you need to apologize right now. That's so rude or that's so hurtful, you cannot do that. Sometimes we worry about whether it's okay to make our child apologize, whether it should be done in the moment or later, and should we do it at all? Is this how we teach kids and make them learn about making amends and showing remorse? Oh, so many questions. I heard from so many parents that had this question as well. So I have recorded a few tips and ideas and stuff that we now know is beneficial for kids, um, is productive in the long term and is going to help them, you know, to grow into kind, respectful, empathetic, caring humans. So I hope you love this episode one of my favorite and it's one of our early ones so i'm excited that you are here let's just jump straight in should we get our kids to apologize the moment they hurt someone or lash out or do the wrong thing if you have young or old kids you know what i'm talking about because we know that kids will mess up we know that they are not great with managing their emotions i mean who is but they make mistakes right they will get angry they will get upset they will make a mess they will take things that they're not supposed to so of course we want our kids to be able to learn that that's not okay we want to teach them you know appropriate kind respectful behavior and to make good choices and so i get a lot of questions about is it okay to tell our kids to say sorry should we force them should we make sure they do it when is the best time um all that kind of stuff and actually you guys will know that sometimes we get our kids to say sorry and it comes out like a sorry <laughs> like a really um a not it's it's not meaningful it's not genuine that's what i'm trying to say so you guys know what i'm talking about so i'm going to answer some questions obviously i come from the emotionally intelligent parenting approach so i'm all about understanding and kind of navigating through those big emotions and respecting those whilst also of course um disciplining as in teaching our kids what's okay and what's not we're not about punishment here um, if you guys have seen any of the YouTube videos or if you have written, uh, read, read any of my blogs and articles, um, you will know that. And I'm always posting about that stuff as well on Facebook. If you're in my community, if you're not, please go and join. It's called Let's Raise Emotionally Intelligent Kids. So let's talk about getting our kids to apologize when they are, do something hurtful, when they lash out and things like that. I kind of want to focus a little bit on those big emotional times because I think that's really important and that can trigger us. Let's say your child has just um, got really frustrated and lashed out and hurt their brother or sister, maybe because they took their markers or a toy or they won't share the remote, something like that. A couple of things I want to say off the bat. No swooping in. <laughs> if things are, um, I want to say safe, if your kids aren't physically like pummeling each other, which I know that happens too, if your kids aren't doing that, don't swoop in. Don't feel like you need to like dive in between there and say, oh my God, what is happening? How dare you apologize right now? Like very often that can just add energy and add emotion um, to the situation, which is not what we want to do, right? We want to ideally model our emotional intelligence. That is when things go wrong and we're upset or emotions are running high, we sort things out respectfully, carefully, cooperatively, um, productively, right? We don't just kind of swoop in. <laughs> so no swooping in. 
I want to say you do have time to teach these lessons about, you know, hurtful, dangerous behavior, inappropriate behavior versus what's okay or what's expected or, or what's um, socially appropriate. So you have time to teach these lessons. And what I mean by that is sometimes, and I have been there in the moment, we feel like I cannot let them get away with that or they must learn never ever to spit, hit, grab, take without asking, push, like all of those big things, right? Or lie, you know, we want to teach our kids that is not like never ever okay kind of thing. I want to say that you guys have time. We have so much time with our kids to teach these lessons, to remind them about behavior and choices and stuff like that. We don't need to nip it in the bud in this moment is what I'm trying to say. I hope that makes sense. Because when we try to nip things in the bud, we come in raging, we come in calling the shots, and we don't treat the situations like a learning opportunity or a moment of connection where we can teach. The other thing I want to say is, maybe you guys have heard me already say this a lot, it's a quote in my book, where is my book? If you guys don't already have it, I know it's a shameless plug, I'm sorry. From Chaos to Connection is all about how parenting with emotional intelligence raises kids who are kind, confident and resilient. Ugh, it's going to fall down. So in that book, I often, I have quoted that if we want to raise emotionally intelligent kids, we first must become emotionally intelligent parents. We need to manage our own emotions. We need to model that when things, when emotions go high, we need to come in um, calmly, respectfully, and sort of work out or problem solve what's gone on. Um, I also say a lot that when emotions run high, logic and language are low meaning that that part of our child's brain and ours as adults, right? We're not immune to this. When emotions run high, our um, logical, rational, empathetic part of our brain, when we make good decisions and think of the other person and their needs and all of that kind of goes offline. <laughs> think about it when you're in an argument with maybe your partner or your spouse. Like if I'm in an argument with my husband, I don't care about his feelings. Like I'm mad. What I think is right you know, um, he's being unfair to me. Like there's, the, we kind of lose that empathy. We lose that ability to perspective take, to put ourselves in someone else's shoes and to then, you know, pull ourselves back and say, okay, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have taken it, but please next time ask me for a turn or whatever. We don't do any of that stuff. Our kids have very, very, very little ability to um, use those kind of more complex, sophisticated thinking skills when emotions are running high. I'm getting to my point, which is don't force an apology in the heat of the moment. Very little good comes from the heat of the moment when emotions are running high and our kids are angry, they're really mad, they're really upset, they feel like it's unfair, there's an injustice that's gone on, um, you know, they want to tell their side of the story, <sighs> right? I've got two kids, so I've, I've like, I've been there. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you guys, right? So in the heat of the moment is not the time to say, give it back right now, you know we do not snatch, right? Apologize and then go to your separate rooms. No. I mean, it's unhelpful. I know sometimes we do that because we are triggered, <laughs> which is all the more reason to work on our own emotional intelligence. Remember I said we have time. Nothing good comes in the heat of the moment. So your aim is to cool the emotions first. You are not being a um, permissive soft parent. If you go in there and try and calm people down, your kids, <laughs> regulate their body and their, their nervous system, by bringing your voice in low and, and saying, whoa, something's gone on. I want to hear it. Let me help you guys out. You guys both look mad or whatever it is. Like going there, validating 
what that, that, that they're both upset or cranky or, or that something has gone wrong. Um, validating that maybe validating that it was it's so tough to um, to resist temptation when they you know maybe they've taken a lolly from the jar without asking and they've lied about it or something even then don't force an apology don't do any sort of disciplining and teaching in the moment go in and validate first okay so when emotions have come back down that complex more sophisticated reasoning logical part of the brain switches back on and you'll know because then your kids can talk to you, they can answer questions, they're giving you eye contact. You may not see, but they're breathing and their heart rate is slowing, you know, the emotions are coming down. That's when our kids kind of come back online, I want to say, and they are more receptive to, hey, you shouldn't have done that. I know you know not to do that. I, I bet that felt awful, didn't it? You know, I've done that too. And, and it's hard to control your emotions or to, to tell the truth. That's where we want to come from. That is when our kids, like I said, their brain is online, they're more receptive, we can have a two-way conversation, they know what they've done is wrong. So many times, like 99 times out of 100, I want to say, our kids know when they've done the wrong thing. They know when they've hurt their brother or sister and shouldn't have. They know when they took that thing without asking. They know when they've snuck something. Our kids, like we need to give them more benefit of the doubt in, in terms of knowing when they do something wrong, but they can't help it because their brain is under construction. Okay, so what should you say? I kind of just went through some of those, um, some of those, I don't want to say scripts, but things you can say, validating emotions. I know that was really tough. Well, you guys look so mad. I want to hear it. No, I want to hear both sides if the siblings arguing. Say, tell me what happened. Let's sort this out. We can work it out together. That kind of team mentality is much better than an adversary like I'm coming in as the parent and the police officer and you guys are in trouble. <laughs> like, you know, um, what not to do if at all possible, and this is hard when we were raised, if we were raised a, a different way, is try not to punish your kids. Try not to shout, to yell, to shame, to um, force an apology, to punish or to threaten. What that does is when our kids are already emotional, they're already emotionally charged, they already feel upset, uh, they know they're in trouble, they maybe already feel ashamed or embarrassed, but they're mad about it and they, you know, they're not going to be open. Um, that when, when we come in with that angry, um, upset, disappointed energy, then we are adding fuel to the fire in terms of our kids' emotions. We are, like, they're already feeling terrible. You know, that they're already having those big emotions. We don't want to add on to that. We want to, like, throw water on the fire, not add fuel to the fire. Does that make sense? Okay, I think you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so try not to do any of those things. Also because, not, not just because it adds, you know, it, it pushes our kids further into that angry stress response, fight or flight, but what you're kind of, what, what you're going to receive back from them is you don't get it. He started it. You never listen. It's so unfair. So yes, our kids have done the, let, let's say yes, our child has done the wrong thing. They've lashed out, they've hit, they've grabbed, they've pushed, they've lied. I don't know, whatever it is. Try not to swoop in. Try not to do some of those threats and punishment and stuff like that. I know it's really hard. I find it hard too sometimes. Sometimes I'm like, oh, how dare you do that? <laughs> I have to be like, Steph, bring it back. <laughs> so I, I love the concept of we have time to teach these lessons, especially if you have a preschooler. Even so, if you have a, a primary schooler or an elementary, middle schooler, um, you know, even when you have teenagers, don't we know that teenagers make really dumb decisions? They don't think forward. 
how did you not know that that would happen and I would find out our kids' brains are under construction till the late 20s. Yes. So they don't have the sophisticated wiring and the problem solving and all of those, you know, abilities that we do. And maybe like now I want to take the chance, the, the opportunity to say us adults with fully developed brains, we still do the wrong thing. We hurt people's feelings. We hide things. We um, don't tell the truth. You know, we do all of this stuff too. So let's not shame and shout and punish our kids when they do that. Like, what do we do? Do we, do we never get our kids to apologize? No, of course not. But save that moment till when emotions are cooler a little bit later. You're not going to um, lose the moment and the lesson. If anything, you're going to increase the ability like of your kids to be receptive, to understand, to even like when I wait, my kids have both said, I'm sorry, mommy. And sometimes I've been like, for what? Like I've genuinely forgotten or we've moved on with something. Um, and it happened just a couple of weeks ago with my daughter in the car coming home from somewhere. She said, I'm sorry, out of the blue. And I was like, what? Did you drop something in the car? She said, for yelling at you earlier today at the park. And I was like, oh. So our kids will do it sometimes. Sometimes they will do it. Give them the benefit of the doubt. If not, talk to them later. It might be just like an hour later. Maybe when you're having afternoon tea. Maybe it's tucking at night then we can talk to them about their behavior and if that you know if he keeps bugging you again then what can you do instead of pushing him i do i do want you guys to still encourage an apology or a making amends ideally that is a bit closer to the time but it can be about afternoon like you know every, every everything is different every unique every situation is unique um, but you don't really want to leave it like till 24 hours later or whatever um, and also your kids should not be in this heightened state for hours and hours Anyway, so I often use the um, team approach, which means me and the child who needs to apologize. I say, I use the words like we and let's, and I say, I think we need to go and check if he's okay. Let's go and get an ice pack. Cause I think, look, he's got a red mark on his face cause he threw something, I don't know. I think we need to go and take these back and um, ask if you can use them. So I use the we, the let's, I'm on your team. I know it's yucky, come on, I'll come with you. Very rarely do I ever say, you need to go and apologize. Like, actually, I don't think I ever do that. Because that, that just feels yucky. Like, it feels yucky for our kid. I wouldn't like if my husband was like, you need to go and da da da. Like, come on, I know I've done the wrong thing. I feel terrible. Can you help me out? <laughs> so, I hope that was really helpful. Um, don't expect the world from your kids with a beautiful over, like, over and above apology. I'm, I'm sorry, next time I will ask you to borrow your things probably not going to happen maybe a little mumbled sorry and like a hug like whatever is age appropriate is what I want to say and you can guide you can like facilitate kids need that actually right um, someone said to me the other day and it stuck we need to be our kids frontal lobe the frontal lobe is the, the later de latest developing part of the brain the really sophisticated logical rational part so I love that I hope that helps. I hope that just gives you guys a little bit of an insight into apologies and making amends and, and things like that. Um, as well as a sorry or an, an apology, making amends is showing the other person that, that you care about them and that your relationship with them is meaningful and you want to kind of protect or make that or, or repair that. So it might be like, okay, you can have the, you can have the remote and choose what's on TV tonight. Or do you want me to get your pillow and you can lie on the couch? or get your teddy for you or whatever. So it's kind of show, doing something nice is what I want to say. Okay, please go and check out some of the blogs on my website. I love writing about this stuff, Emotionally Intelligent Parenting. 
And like I said before, if you're not already in Let's Raise Emotionally Intelligent Kids, please jump over on Facebook and check out that group. I've got tons of resources and gifts and and freebies and things like that. Uh, I've got a few courses on my website actually at the moment. One of them is free. So if you haven't been on there, go to stephaniepinto.com and go to the courses and you'll see there's a whole course, an online course you can do at your own pace called Introduction to Raising Emotionally Intelligent Kids. I would love you guys to go and jump in and take that course and see what you think. I will see you guys next time. Take care.